September 25th, the new Fox Tuesday kicks off with New Girl's new season. Then, welcome Ben and Kate. Stay away from my sister before you find out what six years of Rob McGaugh feels like. Well, like, year and a half plus, like, four years on and off I was traveling. Followed by another all-new New Girl. What am I looking at here? Pure, unadulterated friendship. And the Mindy Project. <laughs> Can't believe you're tattling. Tattling is when a little girl does it, okay? When a hot woman does it, it's called whistleblowing. The new Fox Tuesday premieres September 25th on Fox. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The New Normal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The New Normal After Show. Hello. Bing is for doing, and we are doing it live here for you at AfterBuzz TV, buzzing about The New Normal, Episode 1, The Pilot, Season 1. And I am your host, Lauren Leonelli. And I'm Anna Koppel. All right, Kristen Burt. AJ Gibson. What's up, people? All right, guys. So we had a little technical difficulty this week, and (laughs) we are basically going to recap and go over the pilot episode again. I know it may have been confusing for you viewers out there as well, because they previewed the pilot the day before the actual Tuesday preview of the new first episode or second episode, as you would want to call it, maybe. So to be fair, I think they originally premiered the pilot during the Olympics, then had it on NBC and Hulu for weeks. Okay. So it's it's been a very confusing, but we're doing the best that we can we here. We are. We got a little confused as well, but you know what? We didn't get to go in-depth about the pilot episode last time, so we're going to do it this time. We're going to start fresh, and then next week we're going to go over the first two episodes with you guys. So we're going to start with the pilot. We're going to kind of recap the story here. Does anybody want to talk about what they feel about the story and the relationships between people and what do you guys think? I kind of love it. I kind of think that the show has a lot of potential to be a really great show. I think that um, as far as pilot episodes go, it's pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Um, they crammed a lot in and you have to. Uh, I think that shows, and especially nowadays, shows can get canceled within the first couple of episodes anyways. Um, I think they did a great job of really introducing the characters. I thought the, the writing was, was witty. And I love the pacing of the show. I really enjoyed that. Um, I think that a couple of things are a little bit uh, uh, campy and stereotypical at times, but um, but not in an offensive way necessarily. So I, I enjoyed it. I, okay. I think it could be a really great show. Yeah, I mean, they came out of the gate really strong and uh, a strong storyline, which Ryan Murphy's known to do. Yes. The one thing that does worry me, because Glee started out like the first couple seasons really strong and then went, so I'm I'm so interested to see what this journey takes us on in season one um, and subsequent Mm -hmm. seasons saying it does really well. But very timely topics, which we had talked about a little bit uh, during our preview episode. And it is an election year. These are hot topics that people are talking about. And, you know, again, we live in Los Angeles, so for us it seems 
normal. Right. But it is the new normal for people in other parts of the country. And I think also, I think good. NBC is desperate for a hit sitcom. Um, they, they've done their Thursday night block for a while, and those those shows are all kind of coming to the end of their lifespans right now with The Office going off the air and 30 Rock going off the air. Um, and NBC has finally got some new life in the last couple of se- last couple of years, really, with The Voice finally bringing some viewers back to the network. Because remember back in the 90s when I was when I was growing up, NBC ruled the world. Yes, it did. Nobody it was must-see TV. Yeah, nobody yeah. Could- and and lately it's kind of struggled, and especially in this genre, um, I think it's no 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 shocker to anybody. They're really trying to emulate ABC's success with Modern Family um, and play off of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't forget that NBC did do this sort of storyline with Will and Grace back way before anybody else ever touched it. So they really are the pioneers as far as, as this type of a show goes. I'm really excited. I hope that they do it justice. It's, and, it's kind of a perfect home for Ryan Murphy. I mean, he dug his toes in the Fox area, and they can be a little bit more you know, risky. Mm-hmm. And I think now it's kind of the perfect home for him. And I, I think it's nice to t- to bring a little bit of a Ryan Murphy in for these folks. Right. But yeah, I mean, exactly. Like the old Will and Grace fans, like they're still there. And this is this is similar to that for mm-hmm. sure. It's an evolution, I think. Have, of you, guys, have you guys also noticed, this is really funny, I just have to point this out, that they're, for a lot of their promos, they're using um, Katy Perry's Peacock song, which in the gay community was a huge, huge hit. A little bit lesser in mainstream, but they're, they're promoting the heck out of that song. And everyone me. loves Katy Perry no matter who you are. Well, well, I moving on. Know you know that. what I mean. <laughs> she is. I mean, well, if you're looking, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's catchy. It's yeah. catchy. It's catchy. She's pretty cotton candy in middle of the road, like exactly. Pop. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, what happens here is we meet all the characters, like we all talked about. They kind of it's the standard pilot episode. They've got to like give the foundation for the storyline, introduce everyone. Um, we meet Goldie and her nana and Goldie's daughter, and uh, Goldie is just getting out of a bad relationship she walks in on her boyfriend who is caught sleeping with another girl can i just point out that i love 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 that scene and this is when i knew i was going to love this show when she walks in and he's this girl is essentially writing him yeah and he's saying (laughs) he's saying to her he goes what's the strongest or the greatest nation in the world say it say it she's like usa usa and she's like an asian girl she's an asian girl i'm like okay They're, uh, they're going, they, NBC's going there. They're going for it. Yeah. And then and then when Ellen Barkin comes back in, uh, Jane playing Nana, um, she she kind of says a little remark to and says, hey, hello, kitty. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> great. So great. funny. So so Goldie ends up wanting to leave uh, Ohio. She wants to get get out of Dodge and my home state. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Good to know. Did you want to leave? Too? Just a little sidebar. Glee is also set in Ohio. That's about right. Thirty minutes from me. That is mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I wonder why. What's Ryan, Ryan Murphy? Murphy? He must is, have an attachment. He must. Um, so so Goldie moves to L.A. Nana follows shortly thereafter, and we also meet the two uh, main characters who are eventually going to seek out her to be a surrogate, and they are David and Brian. And we meet Nene Leakes, who is Brian's assistant, and. Uh, that's basically uh, uh, that's they, a cast. Yeah, that's, that's a the cast. cast. They recruit her. She agrees to be the surrogate. And we end the episode with a cliffhanger. Is she pregnant? Is she not? So that's kind of the recap of what went on. That's the cast. And I am dying to talk about the relationship between Brian and David. Well, first of all, I want to say that it's really interesting that um, Ryan Murphy would choose the names David and Brian. Um, they're very, very... They're about the most common names in society, period, right. as far as men go. Sure. They didn't pick, like, 
Caden or something. Chase. You know what I mean? You're thinking of, you're thinking of gay men. You, you think something a little bit more, yeah, a little, little more attitude to it, or a little bit more something to it. Um, David Bryan, yeah. very straightforward. Yeah. Um, and I think that was very intentional. I think they're trying to make them as normal as possible. Good point. So that people can relate to them because we all know a lot of Davids, we all know a lot of Bryans. Well, I also want to point out, and we'll talk more about this in News and Gossip, but um, this is loosely based on Ryan Murphy's own life, and Brian is playing the role of Ryan, loosely yes. based yes. on, so mm-hmm. that's just a little, a little something. Well, I think it's interesting also that they, that Ryan and his co-creator, um, Allie, decided to make David and Brian very like one's very masculine and one's very feminine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they they really lay that out there like they the first scene you see them together david's watching football with the dog and i believe he's drinking a beer and mm-hmm. brian comes like pouncing in like, From, like i just Prada went, or yeah i just went shopping he was at barney's yeah. i just went right. shopping and i need to talk to you about having a baby it's like so obvious the obvious dichotomy there i think it's actually kind of funny but um I but it know. needs to be there, though, too, it does. I think. Yeah. It does yeah. need to be there. And I think that um, – do you guys like that or do you think it's, like, a little obvious? What do you think about well, that? Well, I – yeah, I rewatched this um, and I, I started thinking, is it all that original? Like, the the sitcom where there's a baby and, you know, we have the, the really good-looking guy with the really zany partner. It's just very – I love Lucy almost. And, you know, the – the very cute kid who's really too intelligent for his or her age. And, and I, think, I think that's the point, though. I think that it's not groundbreaking or revolutionary, but in, in doing it this way, it makes it groundbreaking and revolutionary. Because I think the point of it is, and we'll see, we'll see how it plays out and see how the writing goes, that I think what Ryan Murphy is really trying to do is just show people, like, look – we're the same as everybody else. We live the same. Our lives aren't extravagant. They're not. They can be and they can't be. Just like in a straight couple, there might be a girl who loves to go on extravagant trips and go shopping while her husband stays home and watch football. Or mm-hmm. she may have a husband who's very metrosexual and she likes to stay home and just chill on the couch. Because any every relationship is so different nowadays. And I think he's trying to show that. Um, I think it's a little bit cliche that there's like the really masculine guy and the really feminine guy. But that exists. Right. Exist. And that's fair. However, can that all be said? Is there enough to build a series out of that? I think so. I think so. I think they've laid the groundwork for it. Yeah. Um, I, it, what they do with it from here on out, we'll, you yeah. know, we'll see. I think season one, there's definitely a, an easy storyline. I wonder, and he's had he hasn't plotted out what season two looks like and stuff like that. I do worry a little bit with Ryan Murphy because he has a tendency to take on a little bit too much, his blow his wad straight yeah. out the gate, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she we'll, said it. we'll see. I did. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> She's right. But we'll see what happens. But uh, for season one, I think that the groundwork is there for sure. I agree. You know, I agree with you on a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he took a very standard, like, run-of-the-mill foundation for We've a seen sitcom. the story before. And the fact that they're gay yeah. men, it just seems a little bit incidental. And that's fine. I don't I, – you know, I'm open to it. I'm not like, oh, this is boring. But – but, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know that I'm not convinced yet that there's enough for an entire series. However, you have to think about any any movie, any romantic comedy, most sitcoms, they all have the same foundation. Like, mm-hmm. no idea is a new idea. It's what you do with it in the details mm-hmm. that makes it different. And, and I, I think yeah. there are some things about this that aren't so different, but I feel like this is 
kind of groundbreaking in the sense of maybe not the idea is so original, but I feel like we're getting to the point where one day we're just going to have a show about a gay couple and it's not going to be like, oh my gosh, it's the new normal. It's about a gay couple. It's just going to be... Exactly. It's not going to be about them being gay. It's just going to be about them being in love. And we won't have to even mention that they're gay. Yeah, and I I'm think s- this is a step closer to I'm that. I'm so glad right. you say that, actually, because that's exactly what I was just thinking. Because you mentioned, you know, I Love Lucy. Um, I Love Lucy has been done a thousand times since uh, I Love Lucy. Oh, but yeah. it was all straight couples. And people right. maybe compared it sometimes. But it became second nature to all of us that that's just how that's how sitcoms are the done. Formula. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, you watch Everybody Loves Raymond. That's no different than I Love Lucy. It's the same thing. Right. Um, there is a formula, guys. I mean, I audition for sitcom stuff often. And you, there is a formula that the writers have. Like mm-hmm. you, if you don't read the lines the way that formula works, you will not get called back. You will not get seen. I mean, there is a formula. How it's, many times have we seen them try to recreate, you know, Friends lately in oh, the yeah. last decade? I mean, right. over and over. People try. It's just, I think the chemistry between these characters that could make it work. Yeah. Um, because it isn't that. I mean, we've already seen a gay couple adopting a child on Modern Family. It's yeah. already happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not that Will and shocking. Grace went through that, and too. too. And the, the chemistry here is seriously, I want to get back to that. Like, Justin Bartha and uh, Andrew, Andrew Rannells. Ran- I always mispronounce it. Andrew Rannells. I think they are so cute together. That scene in the bed where... Yeah. David and Brian were talking about who was going to be the bio dad and Brian really wanted to be. But then he kind of gave it up to David and said, you know, there should be more of more like you in the world. They were so natural. And so it was such a beautiful scene. I yeah. loved it. And that is also where the show does kind of delve into some new territory, because with Modern Family, they just adopted a girl from you know Asia. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they didn't go through this issue. And I think that we have to remember that living here in L.A., that this is groundbreaking for most of the country. Um, where I grew up in Ohio, like this sort of storyline, the idea of two men biologically. Now, it's one thing is like people evolve slowly in this country. And this idea of like gay marriage, okay, people are coming around to it. But still having children, that's a little bit weird for some people. Then they if, – if they start to – first they're okay with, okay, adopting makes sense because at least this child who is in an orphanage now has a home. Right. But then when you go into, okay, now biologically – they're going to have a child of their own. That's a touchy issue for a lot of people. And I think that's where the show has an opportunity to really do something new. And I do have a statistic on that. 16% of the gay population has kids. I don't know within where that is an actual biological child or an adopted, mm-hmm. but only 16% of the gay population well, I think actually that, has kids. So. I think that, I mean, as a gay man, I'm still coming around to the idea. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm still, I'm, I, I plan on having children someday. Um, but I've never really seen it. I've never really. I don't have um, a lot male, of friends. Yeah, that, yeah, a lot of male couples to look up to to emulate. Yeah, um, but so that's it, changing. Still, that's absolutely. In, in the last ten years, it's been a really big deal for mm-hmm. everyone Huge. to be, have the opportunity to have a child. Yeah. yeah, and get married and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the show could do a lot of really do, great things. Do you guys think? Don't you think they're so cute? They are adorable. Oh, they're adorable <laughs> couple. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How cute was that scene? It's funny because I have a lot of friends that are very much like. Both of them. Okay. Um, and I like both of them in moments. I love football. I love sports. I love beer. I, you know, I, those sorts of things. But every now and then, I can get crazy and I can flame out, flame out. And um, go shopping. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Let's I'm not go. mad at little Barney's every now and then. But like, I, that's the thing. Like, that's why I love the dichotomy between the two characters. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to it and then they have those intimate moments where they're just talking, mm-hmm. they're both very human. And that's what we really want to see as an audience. We want to see them being honest together. We don't care what sex they are. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I just want to see the them. I want to see them love each right. other. And they do. And, right. and that's great casting on their part. 
because yeah. this this entire storyline could have been for not. I mean, it, they have great supporting characters, obviously, but without those two characters really having a, a believable connection, this, the the pilot would have fallen flat. And, and being total. well fleshed out their storyline and everything else too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. Um, okay, and also we also we really need to talk about Nana. Oh my God, Nana <laughs> is like a living legend. Bringing it home, Nana. Mm. She's I, genius. Well, uh, Alan Barkin, come on. I mean, you can't go wrong. This is no. amazing. You if, can't go wrong. If nothing else, this show will be one of my favorite shows on television just because of the one-liners. Like, she delivers some one-liners that oh, yeah. are just... and But the thing is, a lot of shows are good at delivering one-liners. They have a character or two that can just give those zingers all day long. Um, but they don't necessarily always make sense. These are really smart. The show's written really intelligently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like like you said, uh, the Hello Kitty comment. Yeah. It's genius. And she just so spitfire with them too. She mm-hmm. just gets in there with that gruff, like she's real, really beautiful on the outside, and she gets in there and she just sort of, like she, lays it down. She carries a handgun. Yeah, right. Why not? And Nana. <laughs> but the way she's written too, like you want to hate her, and she's going to spew out some things that you're like, oh, I can't believe she just said that. Like ass gonna, campers. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But you're going to love salami her. smokers. Yeah. Salami yes. smokers. I wrote that down too. That Hello. is too much. But love we also we love we love Nana. We love Ellen Barkin. Like she's awesome and amazing. So glad to see her on TV. Like we mostly see her on you know in films and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's done a couple TV stuff, but it's so good to see her. But I I like that we found out some intimate information about her and her husband. Mm-hmm. And she walked in on him. Like there's a reason why she's not just a a bigot as her granddaughter calls her for no reason like she had her a bad experience a great granddaughter thank you for correcting me i just can't get over the fact that she's a grandma but the, the whole point of the show is everyone's that they say young. yeah everyone's having everyone really young so okay but she's just gosh yeah, they, they did start to flesh out her character they did early, which i like i like that i like that we found out about her experience with her husband and walking in on him having a an affair with another man. And I will say that Ryan Murphy is really good at that, though. And one of the, the uh, probably the standout, I mean, there's a lot of these new young actors, but um, you look at um, what's it, uh, Jane Lynch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. From mm-hmm. uh, her character, started off as just this evil Spitfire character, but, you know, you found out about her sister. There's a lot more to yeah. her. Yeah, well, you and, need a backstory. You can't just have, um, and, and that's what makes her a, a good writer, is that you can't just have a villain. She can't just right. be spewing out these, like, racist or homophobic things. She, she has to have a story, and that makes her more human. Whether exactly. you like what she's saying or not, it makes it's her It's not human. a justification. It's just to know where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. Right. I loved that part where she's just like, all right, let me tell you. And you knew <laughs> she was about to lay it down. She's like, let me tell you. She sits down. She crosses her arms. And she goes, this is what happened. And you know what's you know it's great writing and an even better delivery when they may be making comments that would should be offensive to me or should be offensive to anybody an American really. person or an Asian person, but directly towards yeah. the, and, and I just right. laughed. I thought that I thought it was I, I understood. Why is the it why so why what do you think is the difference between offending you and that line, that in, really thin line? Intentions. Um, intentions okay. and, yeah. and with her definitely the backstory. Um, right. um I think that if somebody is saying something to me like like I actually was just talking about this a moment ago. I I tend I can be very offensive sometimes if people don't know me. Okay. Um, and I have to be very cognizant of that because I can say things that just hurt people without ever meaning to. Because if you actually knew me, you knew that there's not an, an ill intention behind ever, it ever. Yeah. And I feel like I can relate to people being 
a minority in a way, I guess, where it makes it okay for me sometimes. But sometimes I cross the line and I hurt people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, this show, though, um, I think it was great that they really kind of fleshed her character out a little bit at the beginning just to let you know that she's not just this evil yeah. bitch who's just ranting and raving homosexual and racist yeah. remarks. Um, and I think it was really important. And in a way, we also trust Ryan Murphy. We have a history with him, people who have watched his shows or we know of him and we know his intentions aren't ill. We know he is an openly gay man mm-hmm. and the the point of the show is not to poke fun at that side of the world. It's to... And he's done a great job on Glee, introducing yeah. all types of characters. So he, also on Glee, let's point out, though, the the gay relationship on Glee, which for... Which this, one? The, well, <laughs> the original one, Chris Colfer's okay. character and Darren Chris. Um, that's... That was groundbreaking, and because of that, my little sister, who's 16, and all of her little friends were exposed to young gay characters. Whereas when I was growing up, it was Will and Grace, and that. But that was 30s. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't understand it. So like my, my sister and her friends have a totally different perspective, right. Because of that, and I think that. But you look at that relationship too, and Chris Colfer's character is a little bit more feminine, yeah. And Darren Chris's character is the more masculine, totally. One, you know, so there's a pattern there, maybe, but. Maybe we'll break that stereotype one day. Uh, maybe. I think also just, I'm sorry to... No, um, go for it. Within the show, if you haven't seen Glee, uh, that that Goldie and Shania are also uh, trustworthy, loving, generous people. And they, they come uh, from the lineage of Jane. So we can't completely dismiss her. We can't completely hate her. And I think that that's uh, yeah. yeah that, they're obviously gonna, yeah. yeah yeah. They're obviously good people. Exactly, right. it's built I, in. They she knows she knows her grandmother's backstory and she knows why she is the way she is, which is probably why she puts up with her. Right. But what happens so oftentimes, and I say that I, I credit, um, I won't say who in particular, but <laughs> as a child though, I will say my father and I were very very different, mm-hmm. and for many many years, I credited him for me being the person I am because I'm exactly the opposite of what he was. And a lot of times that happens. Mm, yeah, you know, you yeah. look at you look at um you look at what's her name um Blondie, what's her name? What's her character's Goldie, name? Goldie, 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 Blondie, Goldie, same yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Goldie though, she is who she is in part because of her nana. Yeah. And she's exactly the opposite of, of her. Of course. But have you guys noticed it's really interesting because we're we're taking two gay men and they want to create a family and they've got a solid family unit two partners that are together and you look at Goldie and Nana, they're all coming from a single family. And we hear this all the time in politics in terms of, you know, what a traditional family is and the Mm -hmm. family unit. And you know what? Family is many different things to many different people. This is the new normal. This is the new normal. And this is a great example that you can be heterosexual and maybe not have a partner and you can be homosexual and have a partner. And that's a great point. I think the simplicity of the show is the genius of the show. Because if they were trying to go over the top and make this way too... Uh, no, it doesn't need to be yeah, that. Yeah. It's just simple, and these characters are endearing, and they're funny, and they're interesting. And he's totally. not hitting you over the head with it. He's totally not totally being agree. preachy. He's like, this is the story. We're going to make it funny, and let's take the ride. Right, mm-hmm. and get to know the characters. I love it. I'm just going to take a quick moment to shout out to iTunes here, folks. We love when you guys go to iTunes and rate and comment and tell a friend. We read your comments. We love hearing what you have to say. It only takes a minute. Keeps the lights on for us over here. So go to iTunes. Woo! Do you know what else we all love is a good comedy? Uh, it's human nature, for God's sake. And Fox Premiere Tuesday is stacked with them. First, Zoe Deschanel is back on the season premiere of New Girl. And boom, just like that, she's laid off and looking for work. What? Then, Bam. <laughs> family's a funny thing. From the producers of New Girl, it's the new series critics are calling one of the year's best new comedies, Ben and Kate. Then the season premiere of New Girl keeps on rolling with another all-new episode. 
I know. Sweet. Then Mindy Kaling has a brand new office. It's the series premiere of the new comedy, The Mindy Project. I'm telling you, if you're looking for a night of laughs, Fox Premiere Tuesday's got you covered beginning September 28th at 8 p.m. And if you can't wait until then, Hulu has those pilots available right now. Uh, I've watched the pilots. They're hilarious. So funny. Mindy Project. Mm-hmm. Time Warner Cable up. on demand. You know, boom, today. boom. I have to say I'm a big Ben and Kate fan. Oh, How really? funny is yet. BJ? The I British seen, girl. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, she's I watched hilarious. The Mindy Project. Yes. Yeah, I watched the Mindy Project. I'm obsessed with Mindy. Kaling. I love her. Yeah, the she's great. The pilot episode of the Mindy Project is absolutely hilarious. They're all funny. Obviously, we're all admitting they're all funny. We're all telling you I they're all Mindy funny. Mindy Kaling Get is the board. new Tina Fey. That's my prediction. Ooh, oh, good prediction. Oh. It's a good one, right? <laughs> it is. It's, well, it's interesting because I've watched The Office for years, and she's a nice periphery character. She has a line or two per episode. She carries this pilot. She is in every minute of every scene and she is hilarious the entire time. Good. It's going to be a, 100%. I'm already a fan of the new girl. It's, it's hilarious. Well, right, yeah, yeah. That's, that's got a it's fan base. People show. should know by now. Right. That's great. Well, <laughs> tune in for all these shows, guys, on Fox starting September 25th at 8 p.m. They're hilarious. You mm-hmm. heard it here from us. <laughs> all right, guys. And... Uh, Back to right. our other network. Back to yeah. Back, back to what, <laughs> the AfterBuzz network. Back to what we were talking about. Um, well, do, should we get into some? I mean, I've got news, news and, gossip. and gossip. Let's do yeah. it. I think we should get into some news and gossip. Let's do it. AfterBuzz yeah. TV news. Do you want to start us? You know what? I read a very yes. I have a little tidbit. <laughs> I read a very interesting article in the Wall Street Journal, and it was all about Andrew. Rannells. Oh, I always say it wrong. I'm going to get it. I will get it before the end of the season, everybody, okay? Um, and uh, again, in this in this article, they kind of talked about how this show is semi-autobiographical for Ryan Murphy. And it's you guys should you know go on the WallStreetJournal.com and you can read it in depth. But it sort of talks about Andrew's struggles with trying to you know audition and get parts. And he was in tons of Broadway stuff. He was in Hairspray and the Jer- and Jersey Boys Book of and Mormon. When once he got, he said he was having trouble getting a spot to even go audition for one line in The Gossip Girl. He got the Book of Mormon, and like shortly thereafter, he was having meetings right and left like 28 meetings in seven days. Once Ryan Murphy offered him the show, he secreted it and he got it and he was like so pumped. It's a really interesting article about him. You get to know Andrew a little bit. So read it on the wallstreetjournal.com. That's okay, well, um, so I just, yeah, really quickly, we've mentioned a couple times now that this is autobiographical kind of for Ryan Murphy and his real life quest to start a family with his husband, David Miller. And uh, again, I can, you know, I can't think of his first name. Andrew Randalls. Yeah, we'll get <laughs> uh, it. Was just saying that this was a really. He said it was a, a lazy actor role for him because the character is loosely based on Ryan. And the first time he and Ryan met, it, they just sat down and talked, and they had realized they have a very similar sense of humor and same interests. So it's a, it's a fun and easy role for him. Also, uh, Justin Bartha has a very personal connection to the show. His uh, his only brother is gay, and he came out very late in life. So he. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he has a personal connection there. You can, tell, you can tell there's a definite comfort level um, with these, between the two actors. Oh, there's, yeah. There's no, yeah, awkwardness. Yeah, and right. It's nice to have uh, a straight and a homosexual actor 
playing, playing yeah. two gay characters because I think, again, they're actors. They're, I mean, exactly. I always think this, but they are actors. Isn't it so funny that it wasn't that many years ago the debate was always, I can never imagine. I, can't, I remember when T.R. Knight came out on Grey's Anatomy and that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. People had this argument. I, can't, I just can't look at him and imagine him playing a straight person, but yet we can, <laughs> we can imagine, you know, you know, uh, great actors playing serial killers or rapists or whatever right. else. Hannibal right. Lecter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect example. But to play a straight man as a gay man never no seen No way. Possible. Yeah, right. It's changing, though. It's yeah, changing. it is changing, and I think and that's Hollywood great. Hollywood casting, which you think, again, we're in Los Angeles, we live in the bubble, but even casting sometimes had its own stereotypes, so it's nice to see those I mean, stereotypes people, broken. there's still a, a lot of mainstream A-list actors that are gay that can't be because you know, of all that. You know what's so. interesting, though? It's interesting, and, and I thought about that actually while I was watching this episode, how many actors that have been in the industry since the 80s and the 90s, before any of this, had they been given the opportunity to come into the industry now and have the success they had, would they do it differently? Because we, yeah. we, uh, we, without naming names, we know a lot of actors yeah. in their 40s yes, and 50s that... And 60s, Walt Hudson. Uh, you know, yeah. and also, I think it's great that people are coming out about it, and I just want to throw this in there, too. I also read this interesting tidbit that Allie Adler, who is the co-creator of The New Normal, is also an openly gay woman, with, and she's a mother of two, so she's got some really good input as well for the show, coming from personal standpoint, you know? It's nice to have a show like this in the hands of people from my community. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, no, yeah. I think it's great. I, I, it's, there's a certain level of trust there that it's, it's going to be done, right. done the right way, as opposed yeah. to my my character, my the gay character, always just being just like the stereotype. Exactly. As, as a, a Jew, male and female perspective. Mm-hmm. As a Jew, I can totally relate. <laughs> I feel comfortable with my people. Right. Yeah, absolutely. My people. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, let's wrap it up and bring it into some predictions. Yeah. Start thinking. Turn your wheels. We're going to predict. And now you're after us. It's hot in here, kids. I'm fanning myself. I'm just, I'm yeah, the jig too. is up. I'm hot. <laughs> All right. I'm sweating. I don't have a prediction. So, AJ. I'll start with predictions. I'm um, throw you under the bus. Goldie, um, okay. we, we leave episode one wondering if she's pregnant or not. Um, I pregnant. think that I think that if she is pregnant, I don't think it will be that easy, though. I think that there will be a miscarriage or something okay. along the way. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think, because that would be a great way to end the first season, you know, maybe seeing we going into season two. I don't think it'd be that easy. I don't think they're going to have a baby Can't and be. all of a sudden throw a baby. Because I think it's, it'll be interesting. We want to see these two characters. We want to see David and Brian really build a relationship because they, they've had one, but we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And I want to see that before the baby enters the picture. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's going to be a long road. And also they alluded to it in a little bit with her interaction with her that she's like, they gave her a gift, her, her suit for her, her, her Law school. Yeah, law school. And she's like, I don't even know if I'm pregnant yet. They're like, you've already given us a gift. I now know that I want to be a father whether you're pregnant or not. It doesn't matter. You've given us that gift. So I think they're kind of alluding to maybe there's a little bit of a long road. They might string you along a little. Exactly. Yeah. If Ross and Rachel had gotten together season one. Hey, there would have been friends have gone. Pacey and Joey, same thing. Or Pacey Dawson and Joey, and Joey. yeah. <laughs> Kristen, what about you? What do you think? I do think she's pregnant. I, I do think that there's going to be bumps along the way. But I think by episode two we're going to know that she's pregnant and we start the journey but again it's not an easy one okay i'm also curious to see how the daughter reacts to this because she's all like on on you know Mm -hmm. team goldie right now but when her mom goes to actually have a child and then she has a brother or sister that's now going to go away like will this be a larger family dynamic will she become i don't know it'll be interesting interesting to see how that plays out we shall see yeah, and that was actually going to be part of my prediction that there's going to be a lot of questioning about whether or not we're sure about this parenting thing with Shania being in the house. So that's... Uh, I do have a prediction. <laughs> I, I came up with one. Go. <laughs> All right. We had a little a little uh, 
tidbit of Gwyneth Paltrow in this episode. She was Abby, and she. a lot of people say she looks like Gwyneth Paltrow, but I think my prediction is she is going to come back and be, like, a bigger character in an episode. Well, make she a knows, bigger. We know she has a connection with Ryan Murphy. We know she Ryan Murphy is? loves her. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for watching, tuning in, listening, and sorry for the technical difficulties. We will recap the first episode and the second episode next week. So where can we find all of us lovely hosts? You can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. All right, you can find me at Kristen Burt, K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T, and redcarpetcloset.tv is my site. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at underscore AJ Gibson. My website is ajgibson.tv. And you can follow me on Twitter at Lauren Leonelli. You can find me on my website at laurenleonelli.com and Facebook and Instagram under the same name. It's easy. Take care, you guys. All right. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.